When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I really look back because often entrepreneurs, they say are, you know, they're kind of born with this entrepreneurial spirit or they're born into a family of entrepreneurs. And I, my family was entrepreneurial, right? Single mom, two kids, you know, her birthday, my mom's birthday would come or Christmas would come. And so my sister and I would sell our stuffed animals, um, our, create our own yard sales. As a kid, it was just something you did because you wanted to buy a gift for your mom. Elizabeth Vasquez knows intimately the struggles of women entrepreneurs. That's why she has dedicated her life to empowering these women so they, their families, and their communities can thrive. I'm Kim Azzarelli, and this is Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. We're bringing you 100 of the world's most inspiring and history-making women you need to hear. Elizabeth Vasquez is the co-founder, president, and CEO of WeConnect International, a global nonprofit that connects women entrepreneurs with companies that can bring them into their global supply chain. Elizabeth's personal story is about making the most of what you have and seeing opportunity in every experience. And she offers priceless lessons and optimism even in these challenging times. I sat down with Elizabeth for an episode of Seneca's Made by Women. Listen and learn why Elizabeth Vasquez is one of Seneca's 100 women to hear. We always love to talk to you, Elizabeth. You have a pretty unique perspective on the world. Not only are you a woman creator, creating uh, and starting we connect, but you also really are in the business of supporting other women entrepreneurs around the world. So maybe we can just uh, take one step back. And for our listeners, can you describe what We Connect does? We Connect International is a pretty unique global nonprofit because it was created by many of the world's largest corporations. And these corporations want to find women-owned businesses that can provide them with innovative products and services. 
And now we're serving women and businesses in over 100 countries, as you noted, and they offer every type of product and service you can imagine. And we're connecting them to actual buyers and uh, helping to facilitate actual deal flow. So it's um, it's a really fun nonprofit to get to work with because you get to see um, measurable impact. Well, we, we met, uh, I think, almost a decade ago when you were just getting started with this incredible idea. Um, and I remember just being so inspired by your story. Um, so what led you to the point to create um, this really innovative nonprofit? I'm, I'm sure like everyone, <laughs> we all have stories. So when I was uh, very, very young. I was uh, born in Mexico and raised by my mom and dad and had a a young sister. And my mom decided that that was not a a healthy relationship for her. And so when my dad was at work, she basically sold her own stuff and had Mexico's first yard sale and raised enough money to be able to uh, buy train tickets for for her and for my sister and for me, and we uh, moved to Arizona, where my mother was from. And it dawned on me many years later that my mom's ability to be an entrepreneur is what fundamentally changed her life and changed my life. And so I just became hooked on this idea that if we can just get more women to scale businesses and create jobs for others and give us all solutions, that the world will just be a better place. Well, you know that we share this incredible passion for women's entrepreneurship and women's economic empowerment more generally. And I think you've touched on a few of the reasons why uh, it's so important for women individually to have that, that economic power. Why is, it, why is it good for communities? So we have seen, and this is, I personally have seen this, but there's also a lot of data coming out that women are are huge contributors to their communities. Um, so they're helping to, they are the backbone of the care economy. They are the ones who are caring for community members on a day-to-day basis. And it's the reason why women as entrepreneurs are so uniquely positioned that if they have the resources and the knowledge and the networks to scale those businesses, not only do they anticipate the needs of the community because they are serving the community in so many ways, um, but they can actually come up with solutions that are scalable and that can have an impact um, in a way that everyone is healthier. Everyone is better educated. Um, Everyone has more resources and more wealth. And so we just need to make sure that we don't have half our population sitting on the sidelines, um, but instead make sure that they are fully engaged um, in the entrepreneurial space so that our communities are more resilient, especially in situations like we have now with COVID-19. So we know that women invest something like 90% of their earnings back into their community and it has this uh, multiplier effect. So, you know, it's so interesting for me to hear you talk about that and how, you know, investing in women's entrepreneurship then really is an investment in your community. So you're doing this kind of at scale. So I want to take you back to how you came up with this concept of connecting companies, large companies to women entrepreneurs. And and what about... Um, what about that concept really drove you? So it's it's interesting because 
I knew I I was interested in the role of women in in society and in the economy, but it wasn't until that first Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development conference where I realized that there are women out there who own businesses who weren't frankly waiting around for me, who were just <laughs> doing these amazing things. And I wanted to be a part of that. Like I wanted to learn from them and I wanted to make sure that they have every opportunity um, to, you know, make their, their vision and their dreams a reality. And so I started working with a nonprofit, talking with uh, various women-owned businesses, all sizes, all sectors, all geographies, cities, rurals, and asking them, what is it that you want and need to be able to grow into scale? And without exception, and this is at a time when everything was focused on microfinance, which of course is important, right? Access to capital. But the, the truth is, we're never going to lend ourselves out of poverty. There has to be wealth creation. There has to be value add. There has to be products and services that people are willing to pay for in a sustained way over time. And so when I asked these women, what is it you want most? What is it? Is it, is it technology as an entrepreneurial enabler? Is it access to data? Is it finance? Um, what is it that, that you need to be successful? And without exception, the one thing that they all want most is to sell their stuff. Like right. literally, that's why an entrepreneur wakes up in the morning is because it's, and I don't care if it's passion or necessity or both, they need to be able to move inventory and deliver services. But there was almost nothing out there to help them with that. And that's when the idea of WeConnect um, came, came into being. So, so the concept is give women access to markets by bringing huge buyers to them. Um, and these huge buyers being companies? That's the funny thing. There was a model in the United States, this is you know, 15 years ago, and we kept promoting this, this model where the buyers created a network, a nonprofit to find women-owned businesses, actually certify or verify that they are 51% or more owned, managed, controlled by women so that you're sure that money actually goes to the women and then they decide how to spend that money. Um, this was a model in the United States and we kept promoting it all over the world. Um, and it, it just, it wasn't taking. People weren't picking up what what, what I was putting down. <laughs> so uh, we worked with the WeBank organization in the U.S. and we said, look, you know, there's this huge opportunity outside of the U.S. A couple years later, and, and ultimately their board decided to focus on the U.S. market because there's so much happening and so much need in the U.S. market. But they said, look, if our members, if our corporate members want to create another entity, sort of like a partner or sister organization that we're not, you know, legally or financially responsible for. But if you guys want to create that, then yeah, we'll work together um, as sort of sister organizations. And so the a lot of this happened really because of the corporations that were involved in this U.S. nonprofit. They self-organized, created a global business committee within the organization. And they said, yeah, we want to create a new entity to have this mission of connecting women-owned businesses with buyers and certifying that they're women-owned. And so they said, okay, Elizabeth, 
We want you to set up the legal structure. Um, we want you to, you know, raise the funding. We want a pilot in the UK, then a pilot in Canada and have China and uh, India lined up. And, you know, at the time I was like, oh, OK, because I was. <laughs> I was the one saying, why aren't we doing more in access to markets? And so careful what you wish for, right? Because they're like, okay, <laughs> go for it. And so I set up my kitchen table <laughs> wow. and, you know, went to work with um, great partners, great corporations. They're the founders. Um, I got to, you know, do the legal incorporation and, and work with them um, to really make that vision that they had for a global network of buyers and sellers possible. And it's just, it's been a really crazy ride um, that I, I just can hardly believe I have, um, I was selected to be a part of that. So I feel very fortunate. Well, so did you know that you had the entrepreneurial spirit yourself? I mean, you've basically started a global organization, as you said, from your kitchen table. Did you know you had that in you or were you surprised yourself to find, find that you were uh, leaning into starting your own organization? So I had um, started a business before uh, WeConnect. So I knew that I knew how to do it, how to incorporate, how to, how to promote, how to get customers. But I really look back because often entrepreneurs, they say, are, um, are, are, you know, they're kind of born with this entrepreneurial spirit or they're born into a family of entrepreneurs. And I, my family was entrepreneurial, right, out of necessity. And I was entrepreneurial, I thought, out of necessity. So with no money, right, single mom, two kids, um, no, no great sources of income. Uh, you know, her birthday, my mom's birthday would come or Christmas would come. And so my sister and I would sell our stuffed animals, um, our, create our own yard sales, um, not really realizing the connection to when we were really little when my mom wow. had to do that, but That's so um, washing cars, um, mm -hmm. babysitting, you know, everything that you can possibly think of, we did when we needed to raise money. So leveraging entrepreneurialism um, when you need it um, also teaches you so many lessons about how to get comfortable knocking on doors taking no for an answer um, and and then waking up the next morning and doing it all over again. So, uh, yeah, I, it turns out I did have history in being entrepreneurial, but I didn't think of it that way. As a kid, it was just something you did because you wanted to buy a gift for your mom. So so some of the things that you just kind of casually mentioned are, are such important lessons. Um, so tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, what are the things that you feel that you've either skills you've built um, or, or skills that you feel women entrepreneurs or any entrepreneur should, should really have. You mentioned, for example, knocking on doors and getting comfortable with no. Um, why is that so important? You have to be really passionate about what you're doing. You have to really, there has to be a good reason, a motivating factor, whatever that is. A, a love of what the solution you're trying to provide to the world, or it could be the love of, you know, needing to pay your bills, whatever it is. Um, that motivates you, you have to really accept that, embrace it, and use it not in a negative way, but channel it in a very positive way. And I, and I you know, coming back to COVID-19, I think there's so many women entrepreneurs around the world that we get to work with who have done massive pivots within their businesses to be able to survive and thrive in such a challenging environment um, to start delivering things that they, you know, didn't have a lot of experience with, but now they're sort of the go-to um, company in their area for 
things like, um, you know, masks or hand sanitizers or mental health support or training or um, media crisis management or, you know, there's a long list of things that, that women are doing um, to, to meet the needs, anticipate and meet the needs of their local communities, but also have an offering that brings in revenue so they can keep their people employed. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear will be back after this short break. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C- so in this moment or in moments in your past, how do you overcome those very difficult times? Because as you said, there are times when it's it's really challenging and the struggle is pretty real. What do you tell yourself to get through those times? So the first thing I do is what I did just now. I take a deep breath. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally in every way, <laughs> you That's slow a great down idea. to be able to speed up <laughs> and you just take a deep breath and you become comfortable with what is very uncomfortable. You become comfortable with the unknowns and embrace them as opportunities that look, I don't know what's going on, but a lot of other people don't know what's going on either. So I have an opportunity to try to anticipate the needs of those around me and come up with some solutions. And in doing that, people are willing to pay for value. And then there's a whole lot that can be done just with being kind to each other and, and, and being comfortable with being a role model and saying, I don't have all the answers, but here's what I'm trying. And to share that with others, that's such a gift. And what you're doing by telling people's stories is such a gift because then I don't have to make those mistakes and I don't have to dream those visions that others have provided. I can learn from all of that 
and then take those little bits and pieces, those little bits of gold dust and try to apply it to my work and to my life. And so I, I think all of those things really matter in a time when everyone is looking for support. So many of us, we feel so isolated at times. Um, but the truth is there's more going on now than ever. We're leveraging technology to connect with each other in ways we've never been able to connect um, in, you know, relative to human history. It's pretty amazing. So those are some of the things that I, I try to um, look at, look at things as an opportunity as bad as it is. You know, it's so many things you just said um, really resonated with me. And I, I was thinking that, first of all, I couldn't agree more that getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think my mother gave me that piece of advice at some point mm -hmm. in my life. And that was one of the best pieces of advice she gave me because it is so, so, uh, so hard sometimes. And there's so many things that happen in life and everybody's life has ups and downs. But especially in entrepreneurship, if you can get comfortable pushing yourself and knowing that it's not going to be comfortable all the time, that really changes the way you think about your work because then you can kind of uh, get used to that feeling. And like you said, asking for things is not always comfortable or you know, taking new risks is not always comfortable. But the other thing that you said, which really resonated with me is, is this concept of being of kindness. And I think sometimes when you're uncomfortable, you kind of, it's easy to sort of um, move into sort of being reactionary or being maybe less kind. Being short. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if, it's kind of an interesting combination, what, what you just said, which is, you know, you get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, that helps you actually to make sure that you continue to be the kind of person and to be kind, to be the kind of person that you can be proud of every day. And so that, that was really interesting for me, Elizabeth. Thank you for that. And I, I think that's going to help a lot of people. Don't you feel like this moment in time brings you back to the basics, like the things that, that our parents taught us? Yeah. Um, the fundamentals of what they taught us in, in kindergarten, you know, be <laughs> kind, have fun, enjoy yeah. each other, go out and play. I mean, all of those things, <laughs> all of those things really matter in this moment. And my, 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 it's funny, my daughter's friend said to her, um, and she shared with me, she said, what if, what if this moment in time are the good old days? <laughs> Like, this is what we will remember when we were all together right. and be, having time to think and play and enjoy. While there is great anxiety and there are plenty of people who it's impossible to enjoy when they can't pay their bills because they can't work. That's terrifying. Absolutely right. terrifying. Um, but to the degree we're able to become really creative and help each other, um, the potential for building a much better world, a much more inclusive world, a much more thoughtful and kind world. Um, I, I think this is a, a moment where we where we're all forced to re rethink and, re and re remember and reimagine what is it we really want out of life and, exactly. and how do we create that new world? Yeah, I'm totally with you. I think this is a reset moment where we can kind of take a step back. We were forced to take a deep breath in a way and and kind of think about why are we doing what we're doing? Not just what we're doing, but why are we mm -hmm. doing it? And I think yes. I think if we can do that, um and I and I do think women entrepreneurs um they have that feeling a lot, um but we have this kind of unique moment where we could think about what what we've talked about before in the past is what is our purpose? I mean, why are we doing what we're doing? Because uh, it's so exactly. easy to do more, more, more. Um, but I think COVID has caused us all to think a little bit differently. And 
and hopefully it sticks with us to your to your daughter's point. <laughs> no, right? Like I really believe that that now is when we get to rebuild and we get to reimagine what does success look like? What does what do business systems look like? Um, what do relationships, personal, business, um, political, what do all those things look like? What do we want them to look like? And then what's even more exciting is that women have um, significant control over the world's resources. Um, you know, ma- making the majority of purchasing decisions and influencing others who, who men who are making purchasing decisions and 20 trillion in, in purchasing power globally. You know, how we spend our money actually really matters. It says a lot about who we are and what we care about. And we have to ask the basic questions. Am I spending any of that money on the things I care about or the people I care about? So if women are spending m- money with other women, let's say we just spend Tomorrow, all of us decide 10% of our money is going to go to other women. That still leaves 90, 90% with, with our current spend, mostly with men. So fine for now. But let's just say 10%, right? That's $2 trillion into the hands of women tomorrow, this year, that yeah. we then decide how we want to rebuild and how we want to invest it. So I, I, we're so powerful. I, we always talk about women's economic empowerment or women's empowerment, but we are so powerful. We just have to get comfortable with it, step into it, embrace it, leverage it. This idea that we could shop and buy from women owned and really change the nature of economies and the nature of trajectories for, for women and men um, is such an incredible thought. And I'm, I'm so glad you reminded us of that because I think for all of us, including all of our listeners, this idea that you could intentionally shop from women owned um, and that that would have that positive multiplier effect both um, on women's lives, but also on our communities, on our economies. I mean, it is truly the great accelerator. And we often talk about how sort of the biggest, uh, the biggest market in the world is not China or India, but that, it, that it's women and that's the biggest emerging market in the world. So we are so grateful uh, to you for what you're doing. I mean, you're working with thousands and thousands of women owned businesses in a hundred countries. That's an incredible uh, an, an incredible responsibility. And uh, I think there's nobody better suited for it. Thank you, Kim. Really, um, it's not possible without great partners and and your generosity and leadership um, in, you know, sharing with the world the fact that these resources exist. We Connect's not the only one. Um, but I do hope that if you're a woman entrepreneur, and you want to get involved in this movement that you go to WeConnectInternational.org. The women outside of the U.S. can self-register for free. So there's no barrier to being a part of this, this movement. And, and we work with partners just, you know, like Made by Women and many other uh, organizations all over the world, the World Bank Group, United Nations, lots of associations of women business owners. There's chambers of commerce. All of us are trying to build an ecosystem that is more inclusive, more friendly, so that everyone um, contributes and benefits. So it's, um, I'm optimistic. We can literally at this moment decide to rebuild our systems and change hearts and minds and remember what's important and pivot how we spend our money. Um, It will transform potentially overnight what the future looks like if we choose to take action. And what I love about how we spend our money is it's something that anyone can do, right? We're not trying to create an investment fund. We're not trying to raise billions of dollars 
um, through a multilateral. We're not trying to get corporations to make huge donations. I mean, the the people and the organizations that um, uh, that that benefit from the work of the people, we all have an opportunity to rethink and then take action. I think that's the key, right? It's not just rethinking. It's actually taking action and spending our money on the things that, that we value and that we care about. So um, I'm hoping more more people, especially those listening to this, will take action. Um, and uh, just starting today, make sure that you're spending some of your money with with women. Elizabeth Vasquez is amazing, always looking for ways to build a better world for women and men. Here are a few things that stuck with me from the conversation. First, Elizabeth suggests that we try to learn from everyone we meet, to listen and look for bits of wisdom in conversations and experiences. Elizabeth calls them, quote, gold dust, and they're everywhere. Second, today's challenges are a real opportunity to reset, rebuild, and reimagine what we're doing. Now is the time to assess everything from our business systems to our relationships, even to our definition of success. It's a chance to ask, what do we want these things to look like? Not just what are we doing, but why are we doing it? Finally, Elizabeth Vasquez reminds us why it's so important to buy from women-owned businesses. It's an impactful way to lift families, communities, and even countries. You can learn more about women-owned businesses at weconnectinternational.org and you can find a curated list of great women-owned companies to shop from in the Shop tab in the Seneca Women app. Tune in on Tuesday to hear about our next featured woman and discover why she's one of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear is a collaboration between the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G. If you like what you heard on the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. We hope you'll join us for our next episode of 100 Women to Hear, where we can all listen, learn, and get inspired. Have a great day. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.